Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hatin' while I skatin' all the while masturbatin'. That's, That's Mo Pawn, yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, bow, number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow. I got a real Shadow Stevens thing going on today, huh? I know, Mo. <laughs> I, I think your voice is sounding a little funny. Why is that? Because yeah, I'm just getting over a cold. <laughs> but I, but I'm worried. it makes my voice sound super deep and extra sexy, so I'm fine with that. That's what I was going to say. I was a little worried for our female listeners that you're sounding so sexy <laughs> that they might not be able to make oh, it to this nuts. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> non sequitur. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm glad that you're sounding so sexy, Mo, because um, I, I, I'm just generally glad. I don't need to have a reason. I just like you being sexy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Indeed. So, Mo. Yes. Today on No Budget Nightmares, which is very exciting to me, by the way, that we're back recording No Budget Nightmares and talking to all of our wonderful fans out there. Uh, and in fact, uh, we recently started a Facebook group for the fans of No Budget Nightmares. Yeah. It's going very, very well. well. I'm very, very well. I love it. I love hearing uh, from people. Uh, sorry, I, I don't mean to be, seem distracted right now, but my cat is in the process of knocking over a lamp. and it is, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to end in tragedy. <laughs> Either for the cat or for the lamp. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I want to see which one goes first. <laughs> oh, here we go. As I was saying, Mo, <laughs> our new Facebook group is going really well. It is. Uh, I love it. I love the idea that everyone who uh, is a part of it can contribute. Yeah. Uh, everyone can post clips. They can even promote their own no-budget projects. Uh, it's, I've really been happy with it so far, and I love that it's it's collaborative in a way that I've always wanted this whole thing to be well that's i mean that and that was the whole idea i mean people could post stuff on our facebook page but the way it works on on the fan page is that like it kind of gets relegated to like this little corner and like we can't really see it you know so like there's a very good chance of something getting skipped over and us not noticing it in this in this case it's front and center you know anybody who's a member of the group can post uh you know everything and everything has its has its own place it's 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 pretty great it's exciting, and anyone who's uh, listening and hasn't uh, checked it out yet, we we have linked it from our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash nightmare, so you can certainly get to it from there. Yeah, and but, we'll be mentioning but the, group, the group itself is, is it's facebook.com slash groups slash nobudgetnightmares. That's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's much easier than that awful email address that you came up with. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, we're here to talk about a movie. Sure. We are, and in fact, today I'm going to be referring to you as Holy Moly, oh, please, because please the film, <laughs> because the film in question uh, is 1991's Holy Moly, Holy Moly, directed and starring Lance Ozenix. We'll go with we'll, Ozenix. We'll just call him Lance. Lance Lance Ozenix, <laughs> who uh, might be best known to some listeners, probably, maybe, as the lead singer of the thrash grindcore band uh, Schizo. 
Would you really call them grindcore? They call themselves that, I Re- think. Really? Oh, well, I mean, they're definitely a thrash band. Yeah, I would say thrash more than uh, more than any sort of grind yeah. in this case. They're not bad. You yeah, know, if I'm you're into that sort of thing. They are. I'm, I, you know what? I, I was watching a few performances on uh, online, and I mean, they seem obviously very talented, mm. uh, but they have a specific uh, quirk about them <laughs> that is uh, is notable. Uh, <laughs> and actually does play into the film that we're it, watching. It today. really does. What is that quirk, Mo? Well, our good friend Lance here uh, can uh, purge himself at will. Uh, he's able to vomit he's a- on command. He's able to, to, to. I believe he calls it. Uh, you know, he he. If you look at his 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 listing in the band, he's you know he's vokes, guitar, and puke. Yes. He he is able to, in the immortal words of Vince McMahon, he's gonna puke. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna puke. Uh, yes, Lance can puke on command, which is a talent that he does uh, on multiple occasions. Actually, take advantage of within the film Holy Moly. And if you go to that uh, group, uh, our No Budget Nightmares group, you can see some clips of Lance on a couple of different programs, both on the Jerry Springer <laughs> show and Judge Judy, which also play into this talent because he's actually had uh, legal uh, cases against himself because of his vomiting prowess. Mm. Prowess. Uh, the Jerry Springer one was so great. Yeah, like, it makes it you was. wonder how real it is because obviously... Does it make you wonder that, Mo? Is that what it makes Springer, you wonder? Springer, you know? No, not the... I'm sure the puking is real, but I'm saying I wonder, like, how much, like, the people involved actually really give a shit, you know? Let me answer that question for you, Mo. It's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, him on that was just a total performance, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's It's really so great. much fun. It really is a, uh, a great... Uh, not not quite as good as the uh, as the Guar Thanksgiving dinner, no. but <laughs> but pretty good, pretty good. Now, Holy Moly is notable for a number of different reasons. Uh, the first is that it's it's from 1991. I mean, it's quite an old uh, shot on video, very uh, not just no budget, but really kind of threadbare, bare bones filmmaking. Yeah, uh, and also it's short. It's very short. Yeah, it's only 40 minutes long. Yeah, which is which nice. Is, it it makes watching it, it makes you very forgiving when you're watching it because you're like, eh, every bit of pleasure I get out of it, it's all going to be over in just a few minutes anyway. Well, I mean, I watched this. This was my second time watching the film because I because when uh, when I first found it, when I first discovered it, I watched it immediately because it looked ridiculous and loved it. And on the second viewing, I loved it just as much. But if this movie was ten minutes longer, I would have hated it. Yes, it is the kind of thing where. Uh, it, it's it is the perfect length, but uh, it also you could see it trying your patience yeah. if it would try to be be a, a full length feature. Um, and in fact, one of the things, and I mean, I, there's also we're going to get into it obviously, but one of the things I really love about Holy Moly is that it appears to have been edited uh, in camera. Yeah, in camera. Absolutely. So there, every single edit, there's like a little glitch, and the sound goes. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's awesome. It feels like he just made it on uh, as a goof on the fly. And so, yeah. And this movie, holy moly! Uh, it, it it at some point I imagine was distributed uh, on VHS, maybe through the like the the bands fans or something like that. But it's actually available on DVD in a compilation that Schizo the band put out a few years ago. Wow. 
I know. This is this this is a professional feature. It, Forty minutes long. It's, but it's it's so great. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, like it's it's got all the the best things of of low budget film. Where, I mean, and and really the, the moments where you realize how shot in camera it is, um, just make you laugh because there are yeah. scenes where like where like Lance will run by. <laughs> and then it'll cut back to the scene again, and you'll hear, and you'll hear the guy, you'll hear him in the background going, "And action!" <laughs> <laughs> I know it's amazing. And the other guy will run by, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's really kind of slapped together. But that is really that's part of the fun. A lot of ch- uh, lot of charm. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a charming film. It really is. Uh, let's just let's just quickly talk about what the plot is before we jump into a, a kind of a, a more in depth plot summary because it's something that we we've seen in other films, but uh, it, this actually takes a surprisingly light touch to it, which is uh, Lance plays a priest who is tempted or forced uh, into doing awful deeds like murder uh, by a Satan. Esque yeah. <laughs> with a great name. Yeah, what is that great name? His name is Vile Lynn. It's such a punk name. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> there is a there, well, there is a certain punk aesthetic to the film when you think about it. It's actually watching it. It's kind of funny that because uh, when I watched it the very first time, and I've seen it twice now as well, uh, I didn't realize that uh, that Lance uh, Ozenix was. Was a was a band member was a member of a, of a thrash band, and he actually acquits himself quite well because he's so kind of goofy and sort of silly in his performance, yeah. and it it's not something that I necessarily would connect to to uh, especially when you see <laughs> the thrash him metal, <laughs> yeah, where where his gimmick is bringing women up on stage and vomiting on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, vomit! It's pretty terrific. It's like um. It's like if Il Duce starred in a rom-com. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, that's a good point. Uh, Holy Moly is uh, a horror film, but it's, it's a comedic horror film. It's not meant to be taken very seriously, mm. uh, which is good because it... Because it there's was... no way to take it very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's jump right into it, Mo. Do it. The film Holy Moly from 1991 starts with an amazing title card. It is pretty great. It's pretty great. It, it's like if you were 12 and <laughs> wanted to make a horror movie, and it's like, well, I don't have any sort of electronic ability to do this, and I'm going to edit it all in camera. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write the name Holy Moly in sort of like fake, fake blood, blood and then just drip more fake blood all well, over Well, it's it. very reminiscent of Blood Feast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, reminiscent, I mean, Blood Feast somehow is a lot more professional. Well, that's because he didn't have a choice. I th- I think if if Herschel Gordon Lewis made Blood Feast in 1991, it would be it probably would have been very similar to uh to how Holy Moly was made. I love that it's really is it's embracing the no budget aesthetic in a way that uh is, is always been how I love it, yeah. which is that well, I can't I don't have any way to do this electronically or or any kind of Stylishly, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take a yeah, piece you of make paper. An and I'm just going to fucking do it exactly, yeah. and uh, and it's great. <laughs> it's it works. Dr- I love. It totally. I works. love also, and I think both of our copies are like this. It starts with just sort of like a glitch. It just starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bloop, now we're holy moly. <laughs> and what do we see immediately after this title card? Uh. Uh, an ongoing theme through the film, <laughs> uh, only this time it's in the form of cat vomit. 
<laughs> delightful. Delightful. <laughs> and then we see, and then we see uh, Holy. And let's let's describe the the outfit that that Holy's wearing because this also kind of plays into the whole just how no budget this film really is. <laughs> uh, so he's supposed to be a priest, mm-hmm. you know. But it basically, what he's—I mean—but it was pretty clear that he didn't have a black suit to wear. <laughs> so very apparent, <laughs> v- very apparent. So he's wearing um, like black windbreaker pants <laughs> and, uh, and and like a button-up shirt, like a button-up black shirt that's clearly a size too small for him. And uh, and since they couldn't find, you know, a a. a, a a priest collar, he has like a dish rag <laughs> yeah, tied like around his yeah, tied around his neck. Like it's not <laughs> even done up like an ascot or anything like that. It's just it's just twisted and tied around his neck. And it's so wide. I mean it's got this giant white stripe. It, it really, it's just too big, you know. And the I mean I think my favorite part of the whole thing is that he can't button the top button <laughs> on the shirt. So like it almost takes a second to realize that he's supposed to be a priest anyway. <laughs> I think it's also important to describe Lance as well in the part of, of Holy Moly, which is that he's um, he has long hair that he has uh, wrapped back into a ponytail. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, pudgy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of roly-poly is, I guess, how he would be described. Sure. But it, it makes for an interesting visual... <laughs> Just because of of the shit he's going to have to go through, yeah. <laughs> but he plays it really well. I think he actually does a really great. Oh, job. I do too. Absolutely. In fact, we get a sense of that from the very first encounter he has because we see him just sort of walking around this town and interacting with people and talking about, "Hey, you're going to be going to my sermon later." That sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the first person uh, he talks to, like a kid first, but the, the the first person he has a conversation with, it's actually really silly and and fun. Well, long time no see, Tom. Oh, how you doing, Ollie? How you doing? How you? How's that indigestion? Healed! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You got a little snippet of the music in the background. That's a theme that they used all, all throughout it. Yeah. Do, 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 <laughs> but I love, I love how he goes, how's that indigestion? indigestion? And he grabs his head. Healed! Ah... <laughs> uh, this uh, this film, in terms of its sense of humor, it's got sort of like a trauma thing going on mm. to some extent. But despite the fact that you would think that they would take this whole religious aspect and use it as an excuse to just just tear into priests and and Christianity, yeah. it it doesn't really. Nah. Uh, it uses it just as sort of a, a background thing because its real focus is this is a man of God who is going to get forced into doing awful things. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and to see some professional grade makeup, probably the only thing professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, the makeup's pretty great in the film, though, for the most part. It, it is actually, and and we'll we'll, we'll certainly talk with, about with, that. With one exception, uh, that being the the next guy who uh, <laughs> who Holy runs into. Uh, this is old Barn. He runs into his his good pal Barn on the. Are you sure it's streets. Barn? Because I thought it was Vern. Could be Vern. Vern makes a lot more sense than Barn. <laughs> but he's like eating an ice cream, just like going to town on this ice cream. 
and he's wearing the like the worst fat suit. It's like a, like he's got a pillow stuffed up his shirt. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like he has a pillow, like a square pillow, <laughs> in the front of his shirt, and he's just sitting there. <laughs> And all he does is say hi. Good. There's no like joke to it outside of the fact that he's just fat and eating an ice just cream. Low cone. brow base humor. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I don't know how they got permission to shoot inside of a church. I have a sneaking suspicion they didn't. When he first goes into it, which is what he does ne- next, he kind of he kind of runs over to the church and goes inside. I'm glad you mentioned him running, by the way. Yeah, it's, he's got sort of a uh, effeminate gait, wouldn't you say? It's a very it's very odd. Yeah, Lance, don't be angry at me. You look like someone who could probably vomit all over me. <laughs> well, we know he could but, vomit all over you. But but in in this particular context, when you're crossing the street, it, it is and and it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, and, and certainly uh, <laughs> I'm trying to justify what I just said. <laughs> I'm about to say something really dickish, so it's not a bad thing. But <laughs> no, you're right. It is. It's it's a slightly effeminate sort of run running style. Um, it does make you wonder whether or not that's actually how he runs, or if or right. if it's just something he did for the character. But when he goes into the church and he's sort of walking around, you do sort of get the impression that maybe he's not supposed to be there. Oh, yeah, I totally get that. Because when he first comes in, there's somebody standing in the background who is eagle-eyeing him bad. You know, just like totally stink eye in him. You can, I mean, because he's got a priest. Uniform, yeah, because he's because he's he's basically dressed like a retarded priest. You know, uh, and, and and now he's in there, and 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 so and so he kind of hangs out for a second. He doesn't really do much in there. They just kind of like steal some shots, you know. And then, uh, and then the next scene takes place in a, in just some room. That room could be anywhere. I mean, sure, and is most likely not in that church. Uh, and he ge- and that's where he gives the sermon. And he gives a right? sermon, yeah. And his sermon is kind of bizarre in that it's he's obviously reading parts of it, but it doesn't really. Ma- I mean, all it is is about brotherhood. Yeah, and it's friendship. kind of rambling and and ma- doesn't make a lot of sense. And um, but yeah, it's about like brotherly love and. But they do have a reverse shot where they show people sitting in the pews. There's like three and, people there. <laughs> yeah, there's like three or four people, and there's a kid reading Fangoria. <laughs> And so, I mean, that is the shot. I wonder how they got it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, because how'd they get those three other people to show up? <laughs> but if the joke is, of course, that despite his popularity in the town, people don't actually come out to see his <laughs> rambling, <laughs> incoherent sermons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we got to get into the plot. I mean, we're talking about the movie, but the plot really kicks into high gear as like soon as right he now, leaves. yeah. Right now, because he does run into the wonderfully named Violin. Mm. <laughs> now, describe Violin. Um, <laughs> if Violin doesn't look so much 90s as he does late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, he's wearing a long trench coat. Uh, he's wearing ridiculous sunglasses. Uh, they have, like, neon. Yeah, they have, like, neon green arms, you know. Um, he's constantly lifting up the sunglasses, you know, like, like he'll say, yeah, he'll say something and then he'll lift the sunglasses and then bring them back down again and finish his sentence. Now this, uh, vial is played by Chris shot. And how would you describe his performance in this case? Over the top. (laughs) Like every line. Every, yeah. His delivery is like, he's like chewing scenery and, and he's hammy on every, every line delivery. Um, but 
to that end, he also has some of the best lines in the film. So let, let's let, now they they encounter each other and basically Vile uh, gives some compliments to Holy about his sermon. Let's let's uh, let's get a little listen to what he says. By the way, my name is Vile. Vile Lynn. Hello, Mr. Lynn. Maybe we'll get together sometime soon. Yeah, I'd love to get together with you sometime. Soon? <laughs> soon? Well, that was one of those things where he lifts up his glasses, and then he brings it back down. He goes, soon? You could hear on that clip just how much background noise there is in a lot of these scenes. You could have, I mean, you'd think that he would have thought to, you know, to maybe go a little further down the alley, you know, that he's that he's kind of hanging out in. Nope, just right on the street. I love how you could see that there are parts of the film, especially a little later on, where they obviously probably would have liked to have gone back and do it a second time, but they wouldn't have known it until they've looked back at the footage afterwards, so there's no way to catch it. We'll we'll hit on a couple of those in just a little bit. So then there's a little bit of of dialogue immediately afterwards that uh, that has kind of caught me as funny as well, so so I added that as well. Say, you know, I speak the word too. What word is that? This and that. Not important now. Okay. 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 (laughs) And then he like makes sort of like offhand comment about like how the Lord makes all kinds. God makes all kinds. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, now the the next the way that this <laughs> and this is really speaks to how the film is edited. The way that this uh, progresses into the next scene is so bizarre mm. because he's walking away from Vile. And then suddenly he's walking down an alleyway, and this is an uh, we don't know how much later this is from that previous scene. Yeah, exactly. There's no real there's no real way to determine how much time has gone by because essentially this is a second later. Yes, and a second later he runs into Vile again. again. <laughs> but for some reason that is completely not. We don't really ever figure out really why this is. Vile immediately attacks. Just starts him. beating him, throws him against the wall. He's like, come with me. You've been chosen. <laughs> I, I love that one of the responses to uh, to Vile beating on him is Holy going, what God are you with? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what, what God are you with? Yeah, there, there is only one God. <laughs> so we really get the impression, uh, because he keeps repeating it, that Vile is going to get Holy to kill for him yeah. in some way. And he says this. You're gonna kill for me. <laughs> You're gonna kill. You're crazy. You need help. It's already done, Holy. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> you might as well walk while you can. <laughs> it's already done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. My favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the entire movie is at the end of this scene where Holy walks away and we see uh, uh, Vile just sort of walk away in the background and right before it cuts, he does this really stupid kick. <laughs> that kick is awesome. <laughs> oh man, this is a weird movie. <laughs> it really is. It's great. So then we see uh, Moly actually go home. I guess he's trying to get over quite a traumatic experience. Maybe he should have called the cops about being attacked in the street, but whatever. Nah. Who wants to do that? He he goes home, and he relaxes, and he gets ready to go to bed, even though it appears to be daytime. <laughs> it's like 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> he just got out of church 10 minutes earlier. And... 
<laughs> we we get an interesting view of his home life, by the way. He has a nice dog, uh, and he sleeps with a stuffed bunny. <laughs> but uh, but all is not well in the world of Holy Moly because when he goes to bed, he has troubling dreams. Yeah, I mean, if I had this many sheets hung up in my dream, I'd they'd be troubled too. Just now, there are elements of this film, Mo. Yes. Where I am reminded of the work of Todd Sheets. And this is one of them. Sure. Uh, and not just because there are sheets hung everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is very Nightmare Asylum-ish for a moment. <laughs> because he has this nightmarish vision of hell where you see kind of shots, just, just kind of brief shots of all these creatures that are that are supposedly in hell. Yeah. And they're like, there's like a fly creature. And like a lizard man or something. And a lizard man yeah. and a demon. And I don't know what, I mean, they look like they're from like a haunted house. Or well, something my favorite, like my favorite part though, is the silhouette. Um, that beca- <laughs> because you can see the people holding out this sheet and like, and like there's, I'm assuming it's supposed to be a woman dancing behind it. And she keeps pressing up against the sheet. And every time she presses against the sheet, you can see, like you see the hands pull in, you know, and then stretch it back out again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that silhouette, actually, I think it actually is sort of an effectively creepy. Oh, it works! Image. It totally works. But but you're right. <laughs> but it's sort of it's no budget, yeah. which is great. Yeah, the <laughs> blocking this, uh... could have been a little better on the shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no way to fix it afterwards. Nope. Oops. No editing. Uh, as as you saw in my notes, Mo, I wrote down very different than the vision of hell in the burning moon. In all caps. <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted me to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of like makeup <laughs> faces that he sees. And I love his reaction to it too, which is this. I want out of here. I want out of here. <laughs> I want out of here. He's like a, he's like a scared little boy. Which which here. works. I mean, he looks like <laughs> he looks sort of like an overgrown child, don't you think? In the movie, mm. which sort of works into what's coming up momentarily, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so he's disturbed by these dreams, mm-hmm. and the next day, I think he's still feeling the after effects a little bit because we see him sort of just walking around and encountering people, starting with just a gentleman who's sort of sitting down reading uh, an issue of Gore Zone nice. on a bench, uh, and he. Pulls, he, he has the, the magazine in front of his face, but when he pulls it down, what does he see? Well, what he sees is a man wearing a mask that's way too small for his head, but... Uh... <laughs> no, no, Mo, he sees a really terrifying demon face. That's what it is. That just happens to be really small really on Really small head. on this dude's head. Like it just it just wraps around like his like the bottom of his chin. So like it so like the the way the neck his neck connects with the mask <laughs> is just really disturbing. You know, I'm I'm actually I'm actually gonna go in and, and grab a screenshot. I meant to while I was watching. I'm gonna grab a screenshot and throw that up on the uh uh on our Facebook page because it's just ridiculous. It's actually a little more freakish and and a little bit kind of more difficult to look at because of how small it exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> in that in that sense it works. It works great. Uh, Good job, but the, <laughs> I'm sure it was intentional. That's um, what it is. But the next scene is probably uh tied with that fat suit earlier yeah. as being the goofiest scene in the entire film. Uh, without a doubt. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to play this. This is a really Please. this is a really long clip, but it's kind of worth it. Let's hear it. All right. Well, we should we should give we should give a little bit of setup here. 
Uh, There's a woman yeah. in quotation marks. <laughs> in very strongly accentuated quotation marks. <laughs> and she's pushing a stroller with her child in it, and Holy uh, walks up to her. Okay. Oh, hi, Holy. How you doing? Would you like to see my new baby? Oh, I'd love to. What's his name? Oh, his name is Jonathan Holy. Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. This is how After Movie Diner was born. He's only one week old. Gucci, Gucci. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> right, I'm going to pause this for a second. Okay, great. Because that does at, take some explanation. Because this point we realize that he pulls the blanket away from the baby's face, and it's him. It is holy in a baby form, like wearing one of those baby uh, cap things. Yeah. Uh, and he's vomiting all over himself. Just this, this thick, green, disgusting looking nastiness. <laughs> Sounding like Godzilla for some, somehow. <laughs> nice kid, lady. Oh, God. <laughs> So he kicks, so as he's running, like, he goes, nice kid, lady, and then kicks over the stroller and runs off. Uh, just going back to this woman that we, we talked about, the woman being in quotation marks. I mean, this is, I think not only is it a man, I think it's the same actor who plays Vile oh, yeah, in the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With these gigantic fake breasts. Uh, and, I mean, you heard the, the sound clip. I mean, there's not even an attempt to sound like a woman in it. <laughs> hey, holy, want to see my new baby? <laughs> so, yeah, so we, and it's great. When they do that close-up of his face and he's got this blanket in front of him, it is outstanding. It really is great. Now, Mo, Girls. have you done much landscaping in your time? I have, actually. Okay, I'm glad that you, you did say that because... Uh, I haven't done a lot of it. I have done some. But I would say that the next scene, which uh, shows a moly, holy moly, <laughs> which I believe is his name, uh, pruning some plants, I don't think he's doing it very effectively. No. And the, and the, I, I, um, I'm not sure what specific kind of flower that is. I think they're supposed to be roses. Right. Um, yeah, he's doing a very bad job. <laughs> he seems to be just cutting branches just at, at random. random. Yeah. <laughs> And throwing, like, sometimes, like, the actual flowers into, like, a bucket. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, snipping the heads off of some of the flowers and just tossing them into a bucket. I guess it could be explained that he's rather distraught and a little bit disturbed by what he's seen recently. And as he's cutting it, uh, his friend, or parishioner, I suppose, Harry, comes over and offers him some iced tea because he recognizes that he's... There's something wrong with him. Well, I love that he says, he, uh, he says to him, he goes, well, I had a bump on my head and I came to you. Tell me what's wrong. <laughs> I love I love that line because he has had a bump on the head. He has like a little yeah. He's got a little X, X bandage on his forehead. Um, now we should mention that uh, Harry is currently our uh, our cover photo on our Facebook page. <laughs> For those who haven't gone over to our Facebook page, Mo, what does Harry look like? Oh, God, Harry looks ridiculous. Mm, um, yes. He's got gigantic buck teeth. Yes. Uh, he's wears ridiculous glasses. Uh-huh. He's got the stupidest looking bald cap I've ever seen. Like from behind, it looks like he's wearing just like a rubber 
like a piece. Like it looks so fake. Oh, yeah. There's no way, man. I don't know why he's even wearing. Yeah, and he's got this little X bandage on his on his forehead where he clearly had his little bump on the head. <laughs> So he he does seem very nice in that he legitimately seems concerned yeah. for uh, Mo- Holy's well being. But um, I like how you keep Holy... wanting to call him Moly. Well, I wrote it as Moly in a lot of my notes, but he is credited even in the closing credits as Holy Moly. Holy Moly. That is his name. Yep. Officially. Um. So he, Holy, who has been seeing these weird visions, he looks at uh, Harry and he suddenly sees him with these sort of sharp, demon-like teeth. Yeah. And it makes him run into a bathroom. Which makes and, sense. Right. Of course. But what does he do when he gets into the bathroom? Does he throw up? He does. He vomits. Number three of vomit in the movie so far. Jesus. What's yeah, happening to me? Oh, that's right. Because then he looks up into the mirror, right? Yes. And he's like kind of demoned out himself. He. Get, this is his first form of demon. And he's got sort of these weird teeth. And uh, it when he's wearing those teeth... He really does look kind of crazy and demonic. <laughs> yes, that's that that that's what I was thinking. <laughs> crazy and, and demonic. Well, Harry comes in to check on him, and that was a bad uh, decision on Harry's part because now that uh, Holy has temporarily become demonic, he's also become murderous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. So he attacks. Um, he attacks uh, Harry with the. the pruning shears mm-hmm. um, and cuts his fingers off which, yeah. which actually looks pretty cool I think it looks like a pre- it's a pretty good effect yeah. and it's it's my uh, my favorite part of that effect though is how after he cuts his fingers off he then holds the the hand over the sink as to not spill the blood everywhere yes well what are you going to do spill the blood <laughs> <laughs> and in his demonic form, he actually <laughs> throws a couple of threats out at Harry. Let's uh, let's hear my favorite of them. Oh, you see heaven yet, brother? <laughs> <laughs> you brother? see heaven yet, brother? <laughs> and then he starts stabbing him with the shears. And it just and goes just on endlessly. forever. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, I love that that when he stabs in, and this is going to make me sound like a psycho, but I like how there's like a, it kind of sticks for a moment. And he has to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever I see someone stabbing something like this, I always compare it to that scene in Summer of the Massacre where he's supposed to be stabbing down, but he's obviously not stabbing into anything at all, yeah, and his yeah. arm is just kind of moving up and down. Yeah. This is what it's supposed to look like when you're stabbing someone. Yeah. <laughs> I like how sinister you got there. This is how it's supposed to look. <laughs> it's very important to me that it looks very real. It's very important that it looks real. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Holy eventually calms down from his little uh, psycho demon fit and uh, and is rather distraught to discover that he's killed a very good friend of his. <laughs> so he does what any rational human being would do, and he starts. He cleans the bathroom. And then he <laughs> he chops the body up and puts it into little garbage bags, a garbage bag that seems a little too small for all of those body yeah. parts. Yeah, and then he takes one of the shoes off of one of the feet for some reason. And the sock, and the too. sock, yeah. No idea I, why. I, he's like putting like the leg with, with the foot attached into this bag. I love. He opens it up. And the head. And you can see his head is there. Get this most ridiculous the rid- expression. Ridiculous. On his face. It's so great. <laughs> and he does what you would do. Uh, in that case, which is that you uh, take this garbage bag and just throw it into a lake where it 
floats surprisingly well. <laughs> well, of course it does. It's all plastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't know. Down. I mean, that seems to be everybody's. Uh, that's uh, that's what everybody does apparently in yeah. this town. If you murder somebody, you throw the body into the river. That, that river must have. I mean, there's so much because they're all sla- uh, cut into body parts too. I mean, I can just imagine how many arms and legs are at the bottom of that place. Yeah, I'm gonna have some questions for you coming up, by the way, Mo. So you might want to prepare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really like to prepare things. <laughs> no, that's fine. So uh, as he's disposing of this corpse, <laughs> <laughs> vile. Uh, just shows up out of nowhere, and he seemed very pleased by the uh, recent actions of Holy, and he even asks him how he's found the whole experience. How was your first kill, Holy? Not bad. (laughs) I don't know why he answers him for him, you know. (laughs) I think it's actually him looking over, like, like thinking about how well he's been doing, and he's like, hmm, not bad. not bad. <laughs> and then, like he, and then I mean, and the conversation kind of doesn't really go anywhere for a second. But then, but then he, uh, he, he comes out with this gem. Priests never get any women, do ya? What do you mean? What do you mean? Holy, say hello to my first victim. I don't know how I missed that when when Holy goes. <laughs> what do you mean? Of like, why would he say that? Of course, priests don't get women. <laughs> All right, let's continue. So he's going to introduce him to his first victim. Helga! Helga. <laughs> How about a kiss? <laughs> now, I got to tell you, Vile gives some really good, like, secondary sound effects, you know? Like, where he goes, How about a kiss? And then and then Holy runs off and he goes, <laughs> Helga, by the way, is just a... a, 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 dis- a a head. A ridiculous it's just a head that he's tearing foam, around. Foam head, yeah. <laughs> and he does sort of make out with it before, uh, well, after Holy Run. Yeah, out. yeah. <sighs> what an interesting film this is. And it gets a little more weird at this point, too. I think, I think, I think what's coming up is your favorite scene of the film. Oh, yes. Well, no, it, it comes up in just, in just a few minutes. Not quite yet. Uh, because first what we see is Holy sort of wandering through these... The woods. Well, the, the no-budget uh, set of choice. The woods. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of wanders upon... I guess it's a graveyard? Sure. Um, there's just, like, skull faces sticking out of the ground, and there's, a, there's what appears to be a cat skeleton just laying there. Yeah. What I love, uh, what I loved is that is I don't know if this was intentional or if it just happened to be somebody doing this at the moment and they just grabbed a shot of it. But there's somebody floating in the river. Yeah, it, it's kind. Of, that's sort of a weird. It it is a little disconcerting actually yeah. when you see it because because <laughs> it's it's either a they got somebody to actually do that or b it's somebody who's just kind of enjoying his you know day in the river and. They stole a shot of it That's right. and made him look dead, essentially. <laughs> Pretty great. Or maybe they yelled out to him, could you just float there for a second? <laughs> hey, buddy, you want to <laughs> die in our film? Okay. Just float. So he sees all these sort of weird faces and, and like uh, tombstones, and then a vial shows up again and starts to sort of bury one of the heads that are sticking out of the ground. Mm. What's the implication supposed to be here? I don't know. Because Molly, <laughs> Molly goes, he, he looks at him and goes, you, I knew it. But what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe, that doesn't make any sense. No idea. 
no idea. But it does make him it does make him want to go home and feed his fish. He goes home and feeds his fish, who apparently he has a very close relationship with that was not previously established. Oh, I've got a story to tell you today, fishies. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a story to tell you. <laughs> you remember old brother Harry, don't you? He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he, he does. He tells his fish about uh, about his day, which is very nice of him. And he's feeding his. I mean, I don't have a fish. How much do you feed a fish? Because it seems like he's feeding them an excessive amount. It's seriously like yeah. My mom used to breed fish, so like mm-hmm. there was a time when I was living in a house with like fourteen fish tanks, and uh, yeah, you. It's like a shake. Yeah, yeah. he's got like like several handfuls yeah, yeah. that are going in. There. <laughs> Well, he uh, still distraught. He decides that he's going to do what priests are not supposed to do, uh, which is take out some Captain Crunch and put it on the counter, and, quick and then <laughs> and then grab some whiskey and uh, and start drinking that shit down. It's been a long time, old buddy. <laughs> I love that. I love the indication that he's had a lot of previous experience. <laughs> yeah, so he gets pretty. He, um, so then he passes out. And this is the moment this is, that is this my is favorite your moment. moment. So I'll let you talk. I, oh, thank you so much. I did put a, a picture of this on our group if you want to go over and see that, listeners. But what happens is that he has a... At this point, I guess this is really just a guild-ridden dream that he has. Yeah. And uh, we see, in broad daylight, a coffin. A very cardboard-looking <laughs> coffin. Like, really cheap-looking. And it slowly opens. And this is broad daylight again, where... You can visibly see, if you look in the bottom left hand, and it's simple, you would not be able to miss it, a hand opening the coffin door to assist. And Harry, the corpse of Harry, who's now sort of weird looking, uh, he opens up the door and he goes, why, holy, why? (laughs) (laughs) But I love how he still has the bandage, like the little X bandage on his forehead. I, I don't really get, like, it doesn't even make any sense that he would be in a coffin, for one thing, since his corpse has been tossed it, into the lake. Exactly. <laughs> but it, this is such a weird, uh, like, like I understand that he would be dealing with a lot of, of grief and guilt over what he's done, but he, he's also dealing legitimately with demons at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but he wakes up suddenly, which, I mean, I love this whole portion of the film is the best part, because what's coming up now is... That was the visual highlight. This is the audio highlight. It, it really is. This is this is this is my favorite part of the film right here. Is is this rant that he does? Demons coming after me. It's just like fire on stink on flies. Demons always. That demon, I remember him saying, "You make a pact with me, boy." Done. I'm a man of God, boy. Ain't no one gonna touch me. Best line right here. I'm a man of God drinking some booze from Scotch whiskey from Scotland. Drinking some booze and scotch whiskey from Scotland. You almost got a little Bill Cosby there for a second. Like, you see. You see. 
I'm drinking the Scotch whiskey to booze from the Scotland. My wife Camille. I will never be able to drink whiskey for the rest of my life without thinking of Scotch whiskey from Scotland. <laughs> I'm drinking some booze with the Scotch whiskey from Scotland. Rudy, Rip the Rudy. Uh, and then he does. By the way, I what? do a really shitty fucking Bill Cosby. Well, we should do the rest of the episode <laughs> with our Bill Cosby impression. You see. <laughs> That's not bad. The UC. Kodak. With the, um, <laughs> with the Rudy and the Kodak film and Ichabod Marker, With the picture yeah. pages and the Fat Albert. No. <laughs> We're shaking our heads right now. Just believe it. <laughs> and then what Holy does <laughs> is what he does oh so well, which is vomit big time. Oh, it's <laughs> so gross. There's so much. Uh it was, it was the only time in the film I had to turn my head because it was just like, Jesus. This is what he does. Man. I know, it's what he does, but I'm not a big vomit guy. I don't really I don't really like vomit. You know who also didn't like vomit? Who? That woman in that <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone should watch that now. They really should. Yeah, she was, she was kind of pissed about the whole vomit thing. Well, uh, he vomits. A lot. <laughs> a lot, like a whole lot. Um, and in fact, now he, uh, we remember earlier that he looked into the mirror and he uh, appeared to be almost demonic. Well, his demonic turn is complete. He looks into the mirror once again and he is almost a demon. And he's evil. He's very evil and he looks very strange. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't last long and he decides he's going to have another talk with his fish. He immediately goes to talk to the fish. Immediately. <laughs> and he says... I got another story to tell you. <laughs> which might, which might be his second best line delivery of. The, I mean, obviously the drunken rant, which makes me wonder how drunk he actually was. You know, because it's pretty, it's pretty, it seems pretty legit. But if, if that's what you sound like when you're drunk, Mo, I'm gonna hang around with you in a drunken state. We need you drunk on this I'm, show. I'm well. I mean, I've done shows drunk before. I, I'm, I'm surprisingly lucid when I'm drunk. It's. It's not very pleasant. Mo the philosopher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the next segment of this film is now the, the rest of the film appears to have been edited in camera. This next part is nigh incomprehensible. Oh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> Cuz okay, so he goes to the fish and then he decides he's going to go back and have some more whiskey yeah. and when he tries to touch the bottle it glows yellow for a moment. Yeah, you got a real bright yellow light. And then his fingers vanish. Yep. He's just like bloody nubs. He has bloody nubs for a moment. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door. And another bright light. And another bright and light. And who do you think it is? Well, vile. Vile. And long time no see, yep. holy. And now he's showing his true colors because he's got little horn nubbins now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the look of vile is going to morph significantly in the next few seasons. Yeah. Let's make it very clear that we are at the end of the film now. Oh yeah, we're we're in the last five minutes, maybe five to seven yeah. minutes. Yeah. Now, uh, Vile is a little upset at Holy for the fact that I don't know how much time has passed. I mean, this whole thing sort of looks like it took place in like two days. Well, it seemed like he was supposed to kill him another person, and he didn't. Right, yeah. exactly. Instead, he was drinking Scotch whiskey from Scotland. I'm drinking Scotch whiskey from Scotland. Uh, <laughs> so, so Vile, Vile comes into his house and he's a little bit pissed that he's he's basically telling Holy that he is going to kill for him again. Yeah. But Holy is very resistant. Let's let's hear what he says. 
You gonna kill me, a fat one, huh? <laughs> you did what you had to do, didn't you? Now I'm going to do what I have to do. You've pushed me to the limit! <laughs> You're gonna die now! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're going to die now! It's pretty great. Vile then turns his head and turns back, and when he turns back, his face has morphed into a demon's face. Yeah, this is the best makeup job of the sh- of the movie. The makeup on the face itself is very well done. It has great horns, really and well stuff done. Like that. Yeah. Uh, in a moment, we get to see a nice big close up of that makeup, and. I agree that it's really good for the most part, but you can really see at that point where on his neck it just ends yeah. and it's no longer like the same color. <laughs> but I'll give it full credit. It's a great looking makeup job. Maybe maybe they, they shouldn't have done the close up. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kill me a fat one, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> um so now he uh I don't know why uh, someone with obvious demonic powers decides to go about killing Holy in this way, but he jumps at him in slow motion. Really ridiculous. <laughs> like, Holy runs away, and then, like, a second later, he sort of jumps at him and goes face first into the couch. <laughs> Holy's just chilling out on the couch, by the way, when this guy arrives at his house. Well, it's a great little jump cut, actually, where uh, Holy's standing, and then they cut back to, to Vile, and they cut back to Holy, and Holy's now on the couch. So while he was talking, yeah. he decided to get comfortable. Yeah. While the guy was telling him, I'm going to, you're going to die You're going now. to die. Please tell me more. <laughs> Stretch. So Holy does what you would do in a horror type situation, which is that he tries to open a door and fails, even though it's his own house. He cannot unlock this door. Even though the, uh, even though the three doors around him are all open. I love how not only is that obvious to you and me. But uh, Vile actually says, try another door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so the other doors slam shut. um, And um, and they tussle for for a bit. uh, And then uh, Holy grabs one of Vile's horns and tears that sucker off. He tears it off his head. And it's slow and it's agonizing. And it's it's effectively horn- hearing <laughs> but that's where that's where you get the close-up of of where you can see the edges of the makeup. yeah yeah and so so holy runs out the door um and and closes it behind him which is great and then <laughs> and then vile has to run out the door and because vile's got these prosthetics on his hands he has to use both hands to open the door <laughs> which is really great this is one of the scenes, by the way, where you can really audibly hear someone say action as the Yeah, yeah, cuts. yeah, because Lance runs by, and then you hear him go, wait for the action. Oh, wait, go, action. And then <laughs> he runs by. Now, uh, Lance, or Holy, Holy. Uh, makes the interesting decision to try to climb a fence. <laughs> and does so rather ineffectively. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> uh, we haven't really mentioned it, because we didn't talk about who directed this. The The... There is no directing credit on either the IMDb or... There's not much of anything the, for credits. For That's right. In fact, Lance uh, Ozenix is the only person credited at all for this film. The closing credits of this film uh, do mention the actors who played Vile, uh, Harry, and Holy, obviously, but do not give a director's credit. But I read in some other places that it was actually Lance Ozenix who directed it, which seems like it's very... Makes likely. sense. 
And in fact, when you hear the person say action or wait for action, yeah, it, it does sounds sound like, like him. So we'll go with the idea that he actually directed it. <laughs> yeah. So so Vile grabs him off the fence because he's in the process of trying to to, to run, uh, and he's not in the he's not in that elaborate makeup anymore. Now he just has like one horn sticking up. Uh, Did you get the suggestion, Mo, that uh, that they may have been filming this later and probably didn't want to do the makeup job again? Oh, that was, that's exactly what I that's exactly what I got out of it. Yeah, <laughs> they have this little tussle, and not only do they, by the way, cut to him and he's not wearing the makeup; he just has horns. In one brief shot, he's wearing sunglasses again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like it was supposed to happen. So he does. So he then uh, lays lays holy down and bites off his Achilles tendon. Yes, that's what he does. Makes sense. <laughs> and then and then does the ridiculous. The piece de resistance. The, the piece de resistance. <laughs> he shoves a hand right up Holy's ass. Keister. Yeah. And says this. Now I know why they call you Holy. <laughs> oh man! What is what is happening when you hear him making those noises? Mo? Um, he's essentially getting demon fisted. He is, and that uh, is true. and they're and, oh, and they're pulling out his spine. They rip his spine out through his ass, which sounds a little like this. <laughs> Did you hear at the end where someone went, oh. Goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's weird popping noises. I don't know I why. I don't know why. And like, like, like someone squeezing a, like a bottle yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, and then he, and then evil, uh, <laughs> evil, <laughs> vile holds up, um, the spine and the spine's like twice as long as, as, uh, as, Holy is. <laughs> it's it's really weird looking too. I think it might have been like a hog, like spine. If I had to guess, I'd say it was a cow spine. Really? Yeah. Pretty classy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Vile. <laughs> now th- this is actually kind of weird. Right before the end, Vile brings a garbage bag full of what is almost certainly Holy's uh, corpse. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess there was a scene where he just slices him into bits. Sure. <laughs> And he takes it to the lake, and he lays it down for a moment, and he opens it, and then he just closes it again and throws it into the lake. Yeah. I guess he just wanted to make sure that Holy was in there. Yep, and it floats off. They pan up to the outer bank, and then we've got this really weird digitized kind of V end. Where it's sort of like out of focus, and then it comes into focus. It's like, oh, it's the end. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, the end. No credits. Well, there's. Credits. Well, I mean, there's no real credits. I mean, it's basically no, it tells you who the main three guys are. It doesn't tell you who anybody else is. It doesn't tell you who wrote it, directed. And they're just they're really just cards. It looks like someone has actually printed cards in some way and then just took frames of it and put there at the end. Exactly. It does mention though that you could sign. Uh, you can send a letter to the Holy Moly Fan Club, PO Box One Seven Two One, Harrodsburg, uh, California. I wonder if that's still uh, something we could sign up. For. I'll send. I'll send a postcard to it and see. I love the idea that there was at some point a fan club specifically for this movie. It makes me wonder who was the president. I would like to know how many members there were, and I would like to be friends with every single. <laughs> yep. 
that was the entirety of the film Holy Moly. <laughs> and and to give some perspective, we've only been talking about it for 53 or 4 minutes. We still managed to talk about it longer than the film actually is. Yeah, we talked about it for 15 minutes longer than the actual film is. Pretty good. That's much better than we normally do. Sounds, sounds about right, though. <laughs> uh, I would say... We go time uh, and a half is... on these movies. <laughs> we got to give them the credit that they deserve. <laughs> and I'm going to give this film the credit it deserves. For its short-running time, uh, it is not boring, because no. there's stuff happening all the time. Yeah. It, it does provide the necessary amount of violence for people who enjoy that sort of thing. Uh, some of it looks quite good, like the finger snipping, and even the uh, <laughs> the asshole reaming that occurs <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and it's uh, <sighs> there's a lot of... <laughs> if if you love Wait, vomit, you this? <laughs> That's the sound you would make if your spine was being ripped out of your body. Um, so and there's lots of vomit if you enjoy that sort of thing, and who doesn't except for yourself? I, say, I don't. <laughs> uh, so yes, holy moly, gets a big. Not a thumb. We're not allowed to do that. But it, it gets my uh, official ductility seal of approval. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I, it gets my recommend as well. I, I definitely think this is one of the one one of the few that people should go out and and actively search for. It's pretty easy to find. For uh, yeah, it is, and it's, and like we mentioned earlier, it is released. It has been released on DVD, but it uh, it currently is out of print. Uh, maybe if you're a fan of the band Schizo, uh, which I guess there are a few, uh, maybe you already have a copy. Oddly, holy moly, the IMDb profile for it uh, mentions says that the film is only 31 minutes long. So I wonder if there might even be a different cut of this out there. Yeah, I was and say. if there is. I want to see it, but uh, and and it's actually echoed by the one user review there, which says it's awesomely bad cinema. Thank God it is less than thirty minutes. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's forty minutes. So maybe there's a tightened version out there that we uh, we should check out. But this is the holy moly we saw. This is the one that we appreciated. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. How are you feeling, Mo? Uh, I, I mean, I'm fine, you know, I'm just, I'm in the last stages of a cold, so, you know, and I got no sleep last night, because uh, I'm kind of like, I got a lot of shit going on <laughs> in my life right now, so I'm kind of like filled constantly with all this like anxious and nervous energy, and so I can never actually get to sleep anymore, and it kind of sucks. Mo, talk a little bit about about you being filled. <laughs> well... What what projects are you referring to, Mo? Is there anything we should know about? Yeah, yeah. I uh, um, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I just recently sort of started a production company. Um, what what? Yeah, for uh, you know both you know audio and uh, and video entertainment. Uh, it's called Yabetia Productions. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, when I was a kid, not a kid. When I was like a, a late teen. Um, I had an idea uh, that I, I really, really enjoyed the idea of owning a porn shop. Mm. And I wanted to call it Porn, ya betcha. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, because, like, I, I don't like, like, there's so many, like, I don't know if you realize this or not, but Connecticut has a lot of porn shops. I mean, a lot. I didn't realize yeah, that, a re- but I'm very curious A ridiculous about amount. And, um, 
and uh, and and they all have really stupid names. Like it, there's like romantics, and then there's like <laughs> and there's like Milford Book and Video and stuff like that. You know, it's like they, you know, like they or like you know, uh, adult liquidators. <laughs> you know, and it's not it's there's nothing where it just comes out and tells you what it is. And I always wanted to be like an honest pornographer and and have it just be called porn. Ya betcha. <laughs> There's that. There's a Mr. Show sketch where it's just like a family-run porno shop, yeah. and the, the names that you just said just reminded me. I mean, it just sounds so sort of low-key. It's like, oh yeah, books and videos. Come on in. Exactly. Whack and, off and, in our booth. And actually, uh, well, I used to work at the place at the place called Romantics, and yeah, we totally had, uh, we totally had um, uh, the peep booths. And uh, and it was like a gay pickup joint, so there was always like dudes like hitting on each other there. And it was really, it was a very weird place for a uh, for an early twenties guy uh, to work. But uh, but it, Mo, I have to ask the question that everyone is listening wonders right now: Were you the one who had to clean up? No, the- no, 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 no. There was a guy. There was a guy who worked there, and that was his entire job. That's all he did. He was just the jizz mopper, you know. And and that dude loved his job more than any person I've ever seen ever. You know, like this dude would come in like with a smile on his face. Uh, you know, he would, he would clean up all the nastiness and he would just, he loved it. He loved it to death. And, uh, I mean, I'd never shook his hand, but I mean, he, he, uh, he did enjoy his job. He did seem a little off in the head, but I didn't have a problem with that. He was just, he was, <laughs> your jizz is my bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One man's jizz is another man's paycheck. Um, <laughs> let's get him on the show. He sounds but, uh, very interesting. But I think, uh, I, well, I think his thing was, is that I, you know, I think he was getting a little, you know, action in the back, you know, with the other guys. So I don't, I, you know, so whatever. I mean, he, he was having fun. He was definitely getting more sex than I was. And he probably still is. So, uh, I can't really, I can't really fault him for that, but yeah, no, not but at this all. dude, but this dude really loved his job. Um, so yeah, so I thought I'd kind of harken back to that, <laughs> to that idea when, I, w- with naming this thing. Um, this story of your production company went into a strange area rather quickly. Yeah, it really did. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, my band, uh, the Defcon Five, um, is is being involved in this uh, compilation album. That's kind of like, you know, the idea is to sort of like showcase Connecticut artists, you know, and and uh, uh, and I and and I kind of got, I kind of got like in like tight with the with the guy who's. Um, you know whose idea it was, and uh, uh, he's like he's the guy who runs the the studio where all the bands recorded. He's a real nice guy, um, and he contacted me uh, kind of like late last week um, about uh, doing the, the the promotional DVD for it. So now I'm kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a huge project. It's going to take me kind of a long time to do, and I don't really care. I, I you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm super excited about the whole process, but, and I've already gotten like three other jobs just from saying that I'm doing this, this, uh, this promo DVD. So it's exciting. I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, like, and you can like, you betcha on Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah. I set up a, I set up a page. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash. Yeah. Betcha productions. Now it's Y a B E T C H a. Yeah. Betcha. Check it out. Yeah. Mo, this, uh, at the time of its release, this episode will be the 28th episode of No Budget Nightmares. Yep, yep. 
meaning that we're rapidly approaching we're really the 30th there. episode. Yeah. And that's really exciting. Yeah, we want we want to hear from people. We want to hear from you. You, I'm pointing at you. That's right, <laughs> you, the listener. We want to hear from you. And, in fact, uh, we want to make it a little special episode. We're hoping to hear from some of the filmmakers. And if you are listening and are one of those filmmakers or just are a creative personality or just a listener and you want to have your voice heard, you can either send a message of some, sh- uh, some sort via email or, ideally, you'd be able to send along a, a, a recorded voice message just saying, what you think of the show, even if you hate it, hey, send that along. That would be hilarious. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm totally fine with hate mail. You know, yeah, send send everything. You know, we'll we'll. In, in fact, I demand hate. Mail. <laughs> I mean, if we if we you know if we get emails on it, we'll 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 read them on the air. I mean, not that we really ever get any, but um, but I mean, if we if we get any emails, we'll you know we'll we'll read them for, for the show. Uh, I'm looking to to maybe do some. Uh, do a couple of like short interviews with some of the uh, the filmmakers, maybe. Um, and if they don't feel like doing that, then yeah, then just send us an, an audio recording, you know, like five six minutes long. And if you want to do that, or if you just want to ask us some questions, or if you want to be involved in some way, uh, what's the best way for them to get in contact with us, Mo? They can contact us uh, via email. For this particular project, we would prefer if people got in touch with us via email. Um, they can send it to uh, no budget nightmares DG as in daily grindhouse at gmail.com uh, I know it's an awful email but that's the preferable one uh, in this particular case because I'm gonna be compiling all this mess and and that's the one that goes directly to me um, or if you want you could also send it to uh, to no budget nightmares at daily grindhouse.com and that one goes to Doug if you want to write about Mo and you don't want him seeing it you can send it to that one <laughs> You can also contact us. I'm going to say it this time because I never do. You can also contact us via, of course, our Facebook page at Facebook.com. Just don't interrupt me, Mo. You ruined it. I was going to edit that out, and now it's got to stay in. (laughs) Yeah, now it has to stay in. There you go. You can contact us yeah. via our Facebook page at facebook.com slash nobudgetnightmares, all one word. Uh, also, now our Facebook group, though that probably isn't the ideal way to contact us. And what is that? Facebook.com slash group slash nobudgetnightmares, mm-hmm. all one yep. word. Uh, and, of course, uh, we're both very active on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. And Mo is there at at drunk on VHS all one word and uh, we will talk to you on there and we will not let you go we are we are we are the kind of people that will grip on and follow you to the ends of the earth so we will latch we will latch onto you and ruin the rest of your life yes just like we have ruined the life of uh, no budget nightmares super fan Ashley Montgomery who is now uh, co-host to your newest project transition well done thank you Yes, I do have another podcast now. It'll, it'll be infrequent, and it's certainly nothing like the No Budget Nightmares podcast. Well, that's because I'm not involved. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, actually, actually, I listened to the first episode. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. It's not bad. Thank you, Mo. No, no, I, I think, uh, I, think uh, I mean, you know, some microphone issues, but other than that... We'll get through it. I mean, the we'll potential is... The, the idea behind it, it's called the Above the Line podcast. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash above the line, uh, and... and the, the idea is that instead of focusing on genre movies, just because I talk and write about genre movies so much, uh, Ashley, who hasn't had a lot of uh, 
film-watching experience overall, at least compared to a lot of the people on there. She takes a more academic approach to the watching of it. I'm a geek, so that's how I approach the viewing of it. And we're going to watch fairly well-known, fairly well-respected films, and we're going to discuss them in a more of an academic fashion. We're not going to break them down. There will be a little Sasquatch involved uh, in this case. We, we talk about them in a more of an academic fashion. The first episode is about uh, Michelle Gondry's uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, and please check it out. If you want to get an idea of what I was going for, uh, recently the Evil Episodes podcast, which both Mo and myself have been on at one point, they just did a sidecast. Uh, it just got released uh, yesterday at the time that we're recording this, and we talked about the four Rambo films, uh, and it, it ended up being epic. The uh, There was, I think, five people all recording at once. Could have been a big mess, but I think it came out really well. It actually is really kind of combative because uh, old Doug, that's me, uh, I have some very strong opinions about the old Rambo series, uh, and I was not shy about voicing them, so you should check that out. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm, I'm just laughing at my memory of being so combative, no. because on this show, I feel like we're, we're a real partnership, Mo. <laughs> I like getting deep inside of you. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> you was right. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why they call you holy. Uh, <laughs> now I know why they call you holy. Mo, what have you seen recently that has caught your interest? Um, you know, actually my movie watching has gone way downhill. I've been, huh? well, I've been, uh, I've been very busy. Yeah. You did mention. Yeah. Ridiculously busy. And my busyness is just going to get even crazier. So, I mean, like if I finish, if I finish the year out, uh, I'll probably end up finishing the year out at about 600 films, which is insane. I know. Yes, that is insane. Um, but I've also been unemployed for the last year, so uh, so it's not that insane. Uh, but, I, yeah, I mean, I've watched some, some decent stuff. I, I watched, speaking of Rambo, I watched Rambo, mm-hmm. uh, which is also known as The Intruder, which is such a great movie! Uh, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the, it's seriously one of the best, like, action films I've ever seen it's wow. it's so it's 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 on par with like the stabilizer it's 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 that good um and then in the exact opposite direction I went uh, I watched uh, little darlings the other night because uh, I realized it had been like five days since I watched a movie so I watched that <laughs> and then last night I got together with um with some buddies of mine and we watched some real shit I mean just real oh nice. real shit uh, we watched Class of 1999 2, The Substitute, with <laughs> Sasha Mitchell, which was the better of the two films. And then we watched the Jean-Claude Van Damme craptacular knockoff. Oh, right. Knockoff. Oh, man. Which, 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 I, I mean, I, I gave them both two stars. They were, they were both shit movies. But um, I did give some credit to knockoff because there's some very... I mean, really inventive uses of uh, for the camera in that in that film. It's sad to note that Knockoff was directed by Chewie Hark, one of the best directors of all time. Who's done who some really, really great stuff, yeah. Yeah, and he was totally slumming it with those Jean De- uh, Jean Claude Van Damme films. And it's it, that movie, yeah, it's a poor, poor film. I'm glad he's uh, gone back to making um, films that he actually seems 
passionate about yeah. at this point. <laughs> On a similar note, actually, if we're talking about uh, Chinese filmmakers, I uh, recently checked out the film Election and its sequel, Triad Election, or Election 2, by Johnny Toe, Electric which are both Boogaloo. actually... Yes, Electric Boogaloo. Boy, what an original joke you made there, Mo. Shut up, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Which are both available on Netflix, um, and both are, are excellent. If you're interested in like uh, Chinese mafia-style films and, uh, and sort of the politics within, um, I found them really fascinating, fascinating. I also saw, embarrassingly for the first time, Time Crimes, uh, the Spanish film. And really? Yeah I, yeah, I just saw it, and it's... Of course, everyone knows that it's terrific. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, and it's really clever. And I've mentioned before on the show that I'm a sucker for time travel movies, in, especially ones that really explore the concept in interesting and in original ways. So you must have loved Primer, then. I love Primer. Yeah. Absolutely, I do. Um, and recently, if we're talking about non-really genre films, I, uh, I saw both Life of Pi and uh, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. Um, and I didn't love Life of Pi. It's an amazing-looking film, um, and and I I really respected what it was trying to do. I, it just didn't grasp me uh, emotionally, which I think it, it was trying to do. And when a film really feels like it's trying to do that and it's not succeeding, uh, it kind of leaves you a little cold. Well, I remember I remember reading you were having a conversation with somebody about like comparing Life of Pi with like uh, Big, Fish. Big Fish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Big Fish, it, it doesn't really, it, it, it treads really different territory, but at its heart, there are some similarities there, mm-hmm. and Big Fish is a, is a much better film. Well, it's a fantastic film. film. And, and I mean, I'm, I've been down on Tim Burton for a while now, despite the fact that I like Frankenweenie quite a bit, but, but Big Fish was, a, was really quality, and, and it, it's one of those ones where it really melds his sensibility, and it didn't feel like he was being a parody of himself, mm-hmm. which... Some of his films recently have felt that way. And Lincoln, I have to say, I loved it. I really, really did. Yeah. Uh, I, the first eh, 20 minutes or so, it's a little tough kind of getting into that world. It feels like they're trying to hit some of these points. Because they're trying to set up the, the, the events that are happening, it feels like almost like people are reading from Wikipedia entries. <laughs> but once it gets into the actual plot, there are so many great actors I, f- I, mean, I felt the same way with Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. <laughs> there, there are uh, moments in Lincoln, especially at the very beginning, where if you've seen uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, it's hard not to, to, to make like the joke about, like, check your son's neck, make sure that he's okay. <laughs> but once you get into the meat of Lincoln and, and all of these amazing actors, just one after the other, just start showing up, especially if you're fans of, like, cable, like, Great television like uh, like like uh, Mad Men and uh, and Justified and Breaking Bad. Uh, these actors just kind of pop up. All of these great uh, character actors, and you know, it's just a, a real pleasure to watch. One of the first movies that I've seen recently, where after finishing it, I was like, even though it's like two and a half hours long, I just wanted to watch it again right away because there's so much kind of meat to grasp into. Tommy Lee Jones, by the way, is amazing in it. He is terrific. See, it's really funny because I have absolutely no interest in seeing it whatsoever. <laughs> you should, Mo. You should. Uh, you should. You should grip onto this important part of your nation. I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be one of those movies. It, it's probably. I think it's going to be one of those ten-year movies. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You, know, you got to give it some distance. Uh, but uh, no, no, it's going to be one of those movies I'm going to forget about, and then in ten, oh. and then in ten years, I'll I'll watch it and be like, man, why didn't I watch that ten years ago? Like Ravenous took me ten. <laughs> I love. Took, took me ten years to watch and. Uh, 
and, and like for years, my my buddy and former co-host of no, of uh, Drunk on VHS almost had no budget nightmares. Um, uh, Bosch, he he would tell me he's like, you have to watch Ravenous. It's just the greatest movie ever. And uh, and I was just like, no ah. no. I was like, I have no I have I sh- no I, interest. I should mention on the topic of Lincoln that. Uh... I thought Warhorse, Horse, Warhorse. Uh, I thought it was shit. I hated. Yeah, well, it, we man. we have we have that episode where no, I know yeah. where I where I tore into that a little bit, but uh, I really think that this. I mean, I love Spielberg, and uh, on, I know that some people feel that he he gets a little schmaltzy. I didn't get the impression from that from Lincoln, but it definitely is in Warhorse. Hmm. Uh, so so you know, take that my opinion with that um, understanding that I think that this is a far far superior film. I also saw Extract, the uh, Mike Judge movie, and I did not care for it at all. I saw that in theaters. I was dis- really disappointed. Yeah, it's it's very mediocre. It's it's a really bad follow up to his amazingness that is Idiocracy. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the deal was. There's so many talented people. You know what it is? It looks Mike Judge. He's he's hit or miss. Yeah, you know, he really is. He, I mean, like, the problem is that he doesn't know, and and, and maybe this is just me. You know, kind of guessing here but I mean but it seems to me like he doesn't get which ideas are genuinely funny and which ones just seem funny to him right. and extract seems like the type of film that just seems funny to him you know whereas whereas office space great you know great it's really universal yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's universal everybody's had a, had an experience like that uh, idiocracy I mean you're either a moron and you like it for the base humor or, you know, you're not a moron and you laugh because it's so kind of close to home. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and, and, and let's face it that, that, uh, that Terry Crews as president Camacho might be one of the best performances in comedic history. I heard. I think I read recently that they might even be trying to spin off that. Character yeah, they're trying to. I think movie. they're trying to. I think they're trying to make a President Camacho like either movie or TV show. I love the and idea I that I mean this it. would be almost unprecedented that a film that was a massive financial failure, which Idiocracy yeah. was because of its release, how they how they went about it, would have a character that was so good that they want to spin it off into its own movie yeah. or TV show. That would be. And nor- extract- I was going to say, normally I'm against that sort of idea, uh, but yeah, for, for President Camacho, I will hap- I'll be there with bells on. Camacho, what a great name. <laughs> His full name is really <laughs> hilarious, but I just can't remember what it is. I just, I just remember Camacho. <laughs> but that's it, Mo. That's all. This is going to be a, a, one of our shortest episodes in quite a while. <laughs> yeah. It really is. <laughs> Well, I guess we could pad it out a little bit. How are you doing? Uh, oh, wait, I've already we don't asked want that. that. <laughs> oh, only, only Ashley wants that. Uh, I do want to mention uh, that uh, I did try to reach out to some of the people involved with Reanimator Academy, but heard back from nobody. Ah, so I'm still going still gonna to make uh, some efforts there to try to dig in and, and get some background on why the fuck did that movie exist. <laughs> uh, but you'll, you'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, again, if anyone listening may know somebody involved with it, please uh, connect me together. Uh, connect me together. What does wow, that learn mean? to talk. Uh, <laughs> oh, bo, uh, me please am. contact me. Me am like Academy Reanimator. But yes, please let me know what you know and uh, contact us through one of our various channels that we've already stated. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
why did they think that was a proper sound effect? It sounds like like somebody has like a sponge in a bottle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> I think so too. Good night, everybody. Well, good night, everybody. Please contact us. <laughs>